Hi, I buried a dead body just hours after losing my virginity, and I'm Allison. Um, and uh, um, I'm helping my mom store a body in an unused sewer pipe. I'm Evan. And we are Cheryl's bitches. Wow, we both had to hide the body, huh? It was like fun. She's stealing mine, but then I couldn't think enough fast enough. So I was like, I'm just going to go with it. We're just going to okay. go. You know, that's <laughs> that is um a key plot point this episode. <laughs> this is uh, chapter 26, The Telltale Heart. Which. Okay, Edgar Allan Poe. Like, what? <laughs> Honestly, not a ton happened in this episode, actually. Like, by, I have very few notes, but it was very entertaining. And we got to find out about Agent Adams, which all last episode, we were like, what happens to him? Like, we couldn't remember. <laughs> as soon as, like, the reveal started, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, it all came back to me. But it, like, yeah, it was a whole thing. This uh, is a good episode for a lot of characters and a not great episode for several characters, <laughs> including our dear Coopers, who the episode starts, there's no Jughead voiceover because Betty has just walked in on the scene of her mother cleaning up blood next to a dead body. And Betty is like, what the fuck? um what's going on here and alice says that it was uh self-defense chick did it um but it was like self-defense and she's very vague about the situation and betty keeps asking questions and she's like we should call the police and alice is like i'm not gonna have them take chick away so she does not want to call the police yeah so then Betty starts um, helping clean up, but she gets a call from Hal, who's like, I need toiletries. <laughs> and so he wants to come by the house. And because Alice told her to be normal on the phone, she agrees to this. So she has to help clean up the body. And then we do get some Jughead narration where he explains that this moment changes the lives of the Cooper women forever, which... Duh. Yeah, they're cleaning up a body. I'm like, as opposed to when you clean up a dead body and it doesn't change you, like <laughs> I don't know. It feels it feels probably true. Whatever. Um then we see Agent Adams questioning Archie about um Papa Poutine again, and uh Archie's like, Well, Hiram didn't even leave the party, so it couldn't have been him. And Agent Adams is like, he would have sent a capo, like basically an assistant who would do the killing and like do the dirty work, basically. And he asks, like, is there someone always hovering around? And Archie's like, not that I can think of, but we, I, I think Archie is uh, lying. Yeah. Um, and then I also like that the Riverdale writers apparently wanted us, or was afraid that we forgot that Betty lives next door to Archie. <laughs> and so Agent Adams kicks over a snare drum in this scene and we see Betty and Alice like hear it. And I was just like, what was the point of that? Yeah. And it's like, did we forget that? No, we didn't because it's relevant to many plot points. But they were concerned. Anyways, then Hal does get home um, and he comes in, but uh, all is like fine because the kitchen is now clean. Um, but how you know is how and he walks in and he's like annoying and then he's like why does it smell like bleach in here and Alice says I spilled tomato soup I'm like do you immediately whip out the bleach yeah I was like did what happened to paper towels but whatever um anyways then uh he leaves Jughead calls to tell Betty goodnight um, and he says that he loves her uh, and she before she can respond Alice knocks on her, Betty's door and he's like we gotta go and so Betty's just like bye and hangs up and I was like that sucks like oh this is a difficult situation but imagine being Jughead in that situation I know situation. Like, you just had ouch. sex for the first time and then your girlfriend's um, like I don't love you 
Um, so then we see Betty driving Alice into the woods and pipe and put the body there and like it's wrapped up in like a carpet, I think. Um, yep. does not seem that great of a spot, must say. I'm not an expert, but no, Alice was straight up like this was my like, like secret spot as a kid. And I'm like, if you as a small child were able to find this pipe. Think about how many other people could just wander upon this body. So then we see Hal is at Penelope's and he's talking about how he thinks that the family is hiding something because they were kind of rushing him out of the house. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Still with Penelope, I guess. Must be true love. (laughs) Must be. Um, then FP gets home uh, and tells Drughead that Tallboy won't be coming back. So that's a little ominous. Um, but uh, it seems that those plans are going through. And then FP is like, you know what? I've been thinking about it. And I think it is a good idea to sit down with Mary McCoy. Like you said, um, we can show her the head and like prove that Hiram is behind this. And Jughead like has like a ooh, look on his face. And then FP realizes that something's up and is like, wait, where'd the head go? It's like, boy, did you... Did you send the head? Yeah. Which I must say, terrible move by Jughead. Like it, one, it was a bad move. It was a you're, bad. Yes. It's like starting a war and you should tell FP, at least ask FP or tell him that you're going to do it. And two, yeah, if your idea is going to Mayor McCoy, it's smart to have some evidence. Although I'm not entirely certain how the head is evidence because they have it. But you just gotta get and Tallboy has been exiled so I don't know how he can like like he couldn't like tell and say like oh Hiram came to me so yeah I don't think they do have any evidence actually but <laughs> I, was uh, like, so, I was like so how does this any of this like actually help you was what I've been trying to figure out this whole time and they never explain but you know what um it will be what it will be <laughs> anyways then um the lodges discuss the head with Veronica and Hiram says that it's a declaration of war and Veronica is like no um let's not like I was the secretary general of my model UN club and before war you try to broker peace and she says Now, if I could broker a detente between the Contras and the Sandinistas, you should be able to de-escalate relations with a biker gang. Girl, you did not do that. You did that in Model UN, which is not real life. It's actually Model. That's what the that's what the Model and Model UN actually means. Oh my God, so funny! And then. Hiram says this isn't high school. And Veronica says, said the man who just vandalized a park statue. Which, like, she kind of ate there. Yeah. Okay, she did, he did pay someone to vandalize. It's not like Hiram did it. <laughs> Imagine that. That'd be so funny. Then we see, we're back to Alice and Betty cleaning everything that the shady man may have touched um like obsessively wiping things down with bleach and then betty passes out from exhaustion in bed um poor baby yeah then she wakes up in the morning a short time later um and alice has made chocolate chip pancakes to which betty's like i don't like those and is just like very clearly unnerved that they're just all pretending nothing happened last night um and then there's a knock at the door and it scares betty and she drops a bowl and it breaks um and then it just is jughead who's like i just wanted to walk you to school (laughs) yeah jughead is uh nervous because of the call last night where betty just kind of hung up with it hung up on him and jughead's like i was worried that last night wasn't um enjoyable (laughs) Which, as much as I hate Jughead, you gotta sympathize with the situation of, like, 
you know, imagine if you just lost your virginity and then she hung up with you and it's actually because her brother killed a man, but like, you don't know that. Like, this, it's a complex situation, Evan. It is. And honestly, props to Jughead for comparing about her enjoyment. Seems a little out of character, but you know what? Go off, King. Pam. Pam. I said one nice thing about Jughead, and you're like, we gotta, we gotta set the record straight. We do not like this man. <laughs> bring it back. Bring it back to reality. Um, anyways, then um she's like, no, I had a great time. Like I had a lot of like I really enjoyed it. There's just a lot of drama when I got home last night, and I just, just like a lot to deal with, but I'll deal with it. Um, but then at the same time, Veronica and Archie are walking to school together, and Veronica's like, I just want to make sure that, like, you're okay with the fact that my dad is a mob boss, and Archie's like, yeah, it's all good, um, and he, she goes, okay, good, um, in that case, just so you know, um, I'm, my family might be going to war against a Jughead's family, so, you know, funsies. Yeah, yeah, Archie, man, caught in the middle, lots going on, um, Veronica, then in the student lounge, doo -doo 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 -doo, uh, Veronica invites Jughead to the Pembroke and Jughead and FP to the Pembroke so that they can hash out the feud and, and start a dialogue. And Jughead is like, we'll talk to you and Hiram, but you have to come to the trailer park so Hiram can see all the people that he's attempting to displace. Can I just say that Veronica is very girl boss slay in this episode. Like she's killing it. She's doing the most and doing it well. She actually does. This is a rare Veronica W episode. Like I feel like those are one in a million. And I do feel like she is satisfied at the end of this episode. So good like, for she her. She does it and she does it well. Things go well from her. For a once in a lifetime, things go well for Veronica. Um, Anyways, then Archie gets a call from Agent Adams and ignores it. And then this whole scene is interrupted by Kevin bursting into the school lounge to announce that Sheriff Keller found another body and there was blood everywhere. I love that he is just here for the drama. He's like, guess what you guys? He's not like, oh, someone tragically died. He's just like, it was a crazy crime scene. Like, <laughs> everyone is freaking out. It was um, so messy. <laughs> Anyways, we find out that um, it's not the guy that Chick killed. It's Papa Poutine. Yes, because he says it was a gang-style execution, like, in a hotel room. So Betty knows that that is not um, what she was involved with, but she's so anxious from that, like, situation that she runs to the bathroom and throws up in the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cheryl is, like, overhears and is like, oh, do you need anything, Betty? Like, can I get you anything? And Betty's just like, no, leave me alone. <laughs> and um, Cheryl does walk away, but says, you have puke on your collar. It was so good. Also, <laughs> you can't really see Cheryl's outfit, but as she's walking away, you see her shoes and she's wearing like red stiletto boots. And they were just, I was like, fashion, fashion. Ooh, I didn't see those, but they sound like a sleigh. They were a sleigh. Um, then Veronica and Archie discuss Papa Poutine's murder in a classroom. And Veronica's very upset at the idea that her dad might be behind it. And also that she may have dragged Archie into this line of work when, like, it is dangerous. And um, she doesn't know if she can trust her dad fully. And Archie's like, no, Veronica. Like, you know Hiram is a good guy. He wouldn't do this. I'm like, so Archie knows that it was him, right? Like, is I can't. He has to. Like, how stupid is Archie? <laughs> he asked him later, and like, anyway, I guess we'll discuss that at the next scene. But yeah, Archie basically convinces Veronica that it, her dad wasn't involved at all. Um, which, okay. <laughs> Gaslight your girlfriend. Gaslighter. Um, so 
then we see Jughead at the mayor's office and she's like interrogating her. He has like this map of Riverdale and he's like the the drive-in, Southside High, Sunnyside Trailer Park. They're all town land that is now being shut down. And guess who is going to Hiram and is basically encouraging her that like he knows that she's involved in accepting like donations in return for doing this work for the lodges and that she should come clean. Okay. This is such like a popular plot device in TV shows of like it's on town land like the town owns it but like if it's not like I just maybe I'm just unaware of how land ownership works and like land development but as far as I know as long as it's not like a government building it's private land typically like why does the town own a trailer park um I mean the trailer park is the most sus like the I could see the drive-in being like a like historical site almost like from what Jughead said about it the high school I feel like makes sense like that's public like the schools the trailer park I don't know maybe it was like a just a community park and then like it started to become residential but it's not owned by the trailer residents, right? They're like renting out the lots. I don't know, but I don't know what's town land or not. I have no knowledge of the subject. I'm just like, this is such a common trope in things that I'm like, I don't think that's how things work though. I feel like there's other media where it's like the town, or like, you know, it's like in like Shits Creek where they're like, he bought the deed to the town. Like towns aren't usually owned by people. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Look, I have no knowledge of this subject. <laughs> That's, it's like that idea of like, she owns the town. I'm like, how do, what? Well, and like, would the mayor really, like, I guess she probably had, gives final approver, approval for selling town land, but I feel like there has to be other parties involved and like Listen, just the mayor makes the deal. As far as we know at this point, she's the only person in city government. <laughs> Like, they don't seem to have a city council, so. <laughs> uh, anyway. was actually a dictatorship. Um, anyway, we see Agent Adams give Archie some money to pay him for the work he's done. And he wants him to ask about Papa Poutine directly to Hiram. And he totally guilt strips Archie because Archie's still like, I don't know, like he'll get suspicious. Um, and he says, how many people need to die or get hurt before you do something? <laughs> Which honestly, pretty fair. You know, that's what you do. Anyways, then Archie does meet with Hiram um, and he asks about Papa Poutine, but he like is I don't know how formulated this is, but Hiram cuts him off before he can like fully formulate a question. Um, and says that he's sad about Papa Poutine dying, but Papa Poutine had many enemies. Um, so it really isn't a surprise. Like he was constantly, <laughs> he owed a lot of people money. He had gambling debts and had like harmed people in the past to that. And he had lots of affairs. He was like so many people hated this man. Um, I was like, damn. I'll put that that around. <laughs> um, now, does that change your Kinsey scale? Uh, <laughs> I'm like, the more it didn't, it we didn't know. say what the gender of these affairs were. Oh, with. it didn't. Oh, oh my gosh, that would be some true drama. Like, <laughs> um, anyways, then, um, so I don't, again, this is where I'm like, I don't know how, how much Archie thought this through because if he did, He's so smart for this. He, um, he says that the reason he brought it up is because Veronica is upset. Um, and he wants to, like, suggest to Hiram that um, he, like, comfort Veronica and let her, her know he wasn't involved. So, like, feels like if it wasn't Archie, I'd be like, he came up with this, like, great plan. Love this for him. But it was Archie, which makes it feel a little less thought out. <laughs> I honestly don't know because like Archie was already defending Hiram to Veronica before asking this so like it's a good cover for uh 
Hiram. So like Hiram doesn't get suspicious, but I don't think he's been thinking it like through at least until that point. Maybe he came up with it like five minutes ago, walking into the yeah. room and he's like, here's what I'll do. But I don't think it was like that premeditated. No, I was just saying like, I just even walking into the room, like I felt like Archie would just bust in there and be like, was this a thing you did? <laughs> Um, so then we see Betty go and find the dead body again. Um, and she's really happy because it's still there. And the phone on the dead body is like ringing. So Betty picks it up and it has 47 missed calls. And she takes the phone. I need everyone to also know that as she's doing this, She's not, like, wearing gloves or anything, so her DNA and fingerprints are getting all over this body. So, like, I get she was so anxious because she thought, like, oh, maybe it was found already. So she goes, so many moves. I mean, one, don't do that, obviously, because you're drawing more attention to it. Two, obviously don't touch the body. Three, why do you take the phone? (laughs) Why did she take the phone? I have so many questions. Um, Anyways. Betty gets gets home and Alice has basically the exact same question. Well, not really. Betty gets home and Alice and Chick are just playing a board game in the living room. Just living their best lives. Oh, I didn't notice that. They're playing Clue. That's pretty good. Um, and Betty like says I'm not hungry and goes to her room so she can start pouring over the cell phone. And yeah, Betty, girl. Unless we find out that you lock Betty's room with like an old tiny key, which I found really funny. <laughs> of course. Anyways, then Veronica gets ready in front of the mirror um, for the day. And I must say before we move on, her outfit does kind of slay. Um, because she's wearing like a magenta like tank top situation v blouse like v-neck blouse thing and it's talking to a high like black black high-waisted shorts or skirts um and she has a pearl necklace and a pearl um uh bracelet on and I was just like girl and pearl pearl earrings earrings. queen queen anyways Hiram then shows up and is like um so uh like I wasn't involved in Papa Poutine's death um and (laughs) if you have any questions about like my business dealings just ask me it felt very shady I was like this is so passive aggressive and for what Honestly, I think part of the reason that Hiram seems kind of gay is just because he's so, like, shady about things, like, and I think that's more in the nature of, like, his industry, like, you can't just come out and say things, you have to try to be, like, you know, polite, even when you're, like, insulting people, um, but the way it comes off, it's just, like, he's, like, you know, just in case you were thinking anything of me, you can always just ask me up front, Veronica. (laughs) like damn like it's so it's it's very gay social interactions i love hiram so much i don't care i don't care what he's done I love he that is one. an icon icon um betty <laughs> betty through looking through the phone goes downstairs and yells at chick because it turns out the shady guy is a drug dealer not one of chick's clients so he lied about that and chick was asking for drugs that night so like he basically invited him to the cooper's house um and betty is really mad but chick starts crying so alice is like betty you're being so mean (laughs) like I think you're allowed to be mad about this one, Alice, but um, Alice is like, actually, this is good news, because that means, like, he's shady and doesn't have a family. (laughs) To which Betty says, drug dealers have families, too. (laughs) And yeah, they're fighting, and Chick gives a really creepy smile, so. (laughs) It's so funny, the way Betty, er... (laughs) so funny 
so funny the way that that line is delivered. Anyways, um, Archie is playing fetch with Vegas in the park and talking to Agent Adams. Um, and uh, he tells him about Hiram's like conversation with Hiram and how Hiram denied being involved with Papa Poutine um, and that he believes Hiram when he says this. Um, and uh, that um, Hiram said there was bad blood between Poutine and a lot of people, but especially this one guy, um, Lenny, I don't remember his last name because it was hard to spell because I didn't want to write it down um, because of that. But so, yeah, he's like, this is a new lead on who may have killed Papa Poutine. It's definitely not Hiram. Anyways, also <laughs> two things, two additional comments I have during this scene. First of all, it is aggressively fall in this scene, which yet again makes me wonder, what season is it? Does anyone know? No, nobody knows. B, um, there's a rare male fashion sleigh in this scene um, from Agent Adams, who is wearing a very like Mad Men-esque outfit, um, but it works really well. He has a tan pea coat on over a suit and like a navy fedora-esque hat. It's just, it's really good. It works. So this scene, I think, because Archie is like, pretty specific and is like like papa poutine owed this guy lenny i think it's like kowalski or something uh eighty six thousand dollars in gambling debts like he says it real casual but we did not see hiram say that we said we saw him say like he's beef with lots of people mentioned lenny but did not say anything like eighty six thousand of gambling debt so archie is making this up to try to get the lead off of hiram so, king of lying to the FBI. King. Then we see a Hiram at the trailer park, and they're sitting. Like, I guess they don't have like enough chairs at in Jughead's trailer because he's just like crouched on the ground. Like, um, and he just looks funny there. He looks out of place. And Hiram says that he would he just wants peace and he will pay the back rent of all like the trailers that owe money um in exchange for peace <laughs> peace in the town and then FP and him shake on it and then he's like actually Jughead I heard you've been writing this piece about um some of the recent like real estate developments here why don't you just keep my name out of that? Why did he think this was going to work? Honestly, he kind of slayed. <laughs> because then Jughead's like, basically like, hell no. And then FP says, see you in the funny pages. Here's <laughs> my thing. FP. <laughs> I have some questions. Like, Honestly, Hiram took a calculus, like, he was, like, obviously, like, this might not work, but I think it should, and he is right for that. FP is kind of being dumb, and that, like, the town is starting to take away all of their land because of the back rent that they owe, and Hiram's like, I'm going to pay the back rent on all of these kids, like, all of the trailer homes, like, your homes will be secured. Just make sure you're just like in agreement. We'll not fight. Also, can your son not like write an expose about me in the high school newspaper? Evan, are you believing Hiram right now? Hiram is gonna pay the back rent and not buy the land. Like he isn't gonna buy pops. Like he didn't kill listen, Papa Putin. Listen, he never said <laughs> that paying the back rent didn't mean he was buying the land. right to be like Hiram you're full of shit because obviously he's full of shit <laughs> listen I just find Jughead annoying <laughs> you that you believed him you're like you're like Archie you're like what he said he's a businessman like I... <laughs> no I mean like do we trust I'm just saying from FP's perspective, this is a really good deal and would entering it probably be bad for everyone involved. Yes. However, it's appealing. It's a good deal. Okay. So, 
stop. It's not a good deal because if you know the person's lying, it doesn't matter what they're saying. Like if I said, I'll give you a million dollars to report, to record this podcast, you can't be like, oh, this is the deal of a lifetime. I'm going to get a million dollars for this. You're not getting a penny. But the thing is, until this stipulation happened, FP agreed. So obviously he's like, not super opposed to the idea. That's but what is he? But what is he going to say? No, like I don't trust please you. Steal our land, please steal our land. I don't. Well, that's basically what he says. Like I don't. I don't know. Anyways, okay. <laughs> you need to stop uh, believing women a little bit. <laughs> stop believing Hiram lodges. Um. So then we see. Um. Uh, what do we see? Oh, Cheryl um, is doing archery. Um, I think this is the first time we've seen her doing archery. But this is laying some groundwork for a... It's a bit of a foreshadowing. It's, it's doing some work. Anyway, so she's practicing her archery and she sees Hal leaving um, her uh, thistle house. Um, and so, first of all, Cheryl's outfit needs to be commented upon because it is a very Heathers-esque sleigh. Um, she's wearing a gray and red plaid blazer over a black turtleneck with black leather bands, and it works. She slays. She slays. Anyways, then Cheryl goes inside and yells at Penelope for sleeping with Hal, and is like, he's married, you're destroying a family, um... I saw Betty the other day. She was literally physically ill from all of the like family drama. You, this is honestly wholesome. Of it's so, Cheryl. Cheryl's plot line in this episode is so wholesome and sweet. I support her. Um, anyways, then Penelope's like, no, it's different. Um, Hal isn't a client. Um, like he's not paying. We're just like. We're in a relationship, and Alice isn't a victim, and she calls Alice a gorgon. And Cheryl rightfully is like, okay, but, like, he has a wife. Like, what you're doing still is not okay. So, yeah, Cheryl, I guess, has morals this episode. It changes. It changes on a daily basis, but this episode, she's pretty solid. To be fair, it changes on a daily basis with, like, literally every character. (laughs) Yes. Um, much in the same vein, we see uh, Sierra at the lodges and she's like yelling at them about something and then storms out as Veronica gets home. And they explain to Veronica that they want to move up the announcement of what they're going to do with the South Side. And Sierra wants to wait until she's elected, of course. And um, they're like, oh, no, this could be an issue, except we had andre follow her and it turns out she spends a lot of time in cheap motels so they say they're going to enact operation guess who's coming to dinner (laughs) that name never explained be named like does it really need a name like let's out sierra's affair does it need a code name you know, I support giving things code names. So I support her in this one. However, you could come up with a better one. Like Operation Motel Receipts or something. I Operation Cheap Motel. Cheap seems Motel. Like, cool. Like, what is, guess who's coming to dinner? Like I was expecting there to be a later like dinner scene where they get Sheriff Keller and Sierra in a room together and be like, funny how you spend a lot of time in motels. No. <laughs> no. Anyways, um, then we get a short scene of Archie coming home and she he sees Agent Adam's hat on the like uh coffee table and he's like, oh fuck. Um he walks in a little bit further and Agent Adams is talking to Fred. Um so he, he also pretends he pretends that he Archie signed means nothing. He also pretends that he doesn't know Archie. He's like, oh, I'm Agent Adams. Nice to meet you. <laughs> um, so that's us. Then we see Betty at home calling, or no, at Pops, calling all of the numbers on the phone, asking if they know who this belongs to. 
<laughs> Which again, not an expert at covering up murders. I think calling people from his phone with your like real voice, not a great move. Like just, I don't He's see the benefits. So dumb. Anyways, everyone just hangs up on her. So it really doesn't matter. <laughs> Except a woman calls the phone and Betty picks up and she's like, oh, I just found this phone. Do you know who it belongs to? And the woman is mad as hell and says, oh, like, don't play dumb. You're the slut he's been whoring with. Go to hell, serpent slut. (laughs) Go to hell, serpent slut. Can we just discuss the phrase, the slut he's been whoring with? Like, you really fit both slut and whore in one sentence. You had to use one as a verb. Honestly, it's Shakespearean, if we're being honest here. <laughs> See, language in this episode, there's another moment where I was like, whoa. Like, <laughs> I don't, I mean, I guess slut is not that bad, but like, I never know what they're allowed to say, because they really do not swear much at all on this show, and then they're like, serpent slut. <laughs> Remember when Jughead called someone a dick? I do. They say dick in this episode, too. That's Did what they? I'm talking about. I yes, we'll get there. Okay, we'll we'll get there. there. Anyway, the lady on the phone tells, uh, or says, tell him not to come home. I'm done with him, so yeah. I guess he won't be missed. Um, then Jughead eats Chinese food and gets a call from Betty. Um, so he runs to meet her and she's sitting outside her house and she says that Alice is acting normal when everything is falling apart and then explains everything that's been going on. Um, and Jughead in like a rare moment of sanity is like, you can still call the police. Yes. Yes. And, but honestly, Girls too far in. I support no, them they, not calling the police at this point. At this she point, they called. can't call the police. Jughead's kind of stupid for that one. <laughs> she should have just called when she got home. Because, yeah. like, even, like, I her mom would get mad that they would take Chick away. I bet they wouldn't even arrest Alice. Like, they wouldn't arrest Betty. Like, no. yeah. Anyway, Anyways. the parking enforcement little car thing goes uh, past them, and the lady is like, do you know whose car this is? The neighbors are complaining. It's been here for, like, two days. And Jughead is like, oh, yeah, that's my car. I just can't find my keys. Because, of course, it's the shady man's car, which they didn't even think. I'm sorry. They never considered, like, how did this man get to our house? Apparently not. I was like, also, did you just not notice that there's a car parked outside your house for the past three days? Like, she's been too busy playing Clue, okay, Alice? <laughs> um, so Jughead asked Betty, how fast can you hotwire a car? Slay. Um, then Fred goes and talks to uh, Archie about Agent Adams and is like, he's with the FBI and he's looking into undocumented labor from Canada. Sorry, did they just not want to like contribute to negative stereotypes about like Central Americans? Or because I'm like, I don't think undocumented workers from Canada is really an issue. Like, as far as I know, it's not a massive problem. I don't. Um, um, but I just think that was funny. Especially like, not one that Canada. the uh, U.S. government is typically concerned about, because even if there is a lot of undocumented Canadian workers, I don't think they're the ones that that the people want to stop. Um, anyways, not to not to point out society or structural racism within U.S. law and enforcement. No offense to the Canadians crossing the border illegally to work in upstate New York. I can't imagine that they're better compensated than, like, for construction than they would for just doing construction in Canada. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Anyways, so then Fred is essentially, like, hinting that he has used undocumented Canadian labor before. (laughs) Oh, basically. Confirms it. He's like, you know, I just pay under the table sometimes. I don't ask questions. <laughs> but this is not the first crime that Fred has admitted to, so I guess we should not be surprised. No. And as someone who like knows construction workers, that's not like an outlandish thing for them to do. It's no. pretty standard. Probably not. 
Um, anyways, then Archie um, goes outside to confront Adams after this, which I guess he's still there. I am confused a little bit. Um, and Adams is like, no, see, I'm just demonstrating how easy it is for me to make your life hard. T? I don't like... <laughs> what? I, mean, I don't think like anyone was con- confused that the like an FBI agent could make someone's life difficult pretty easily. Have we done Agent Adams for Kinsey Scale? Can we do him today? Yes, we must. Okay. Um, because he has a lot of personality this episode. <laughs> he does. Um, so Agent Adams says that he knows that the information that Archie told about Linny is false. And so that he's like, guess what? I think you're compromised and that you're like doing Hiram's bidding. And this is when he says, you need to stop dicking around, <laughs> which I was like, it'll let you say that. Um, it also just seems unnecessary. Like it's kind of an aggressive way to frame it, but Archie needs to stop dicking around and he wants him to plug, uh, to put a bug in like Hiram's office probably and then he and his father will be safe yeah then we see Cheryl talking to Hal as he's leaving the um Thistle house and Cheryl's she like slayed in this one she did she's like sitting in the dark and Hal's walking out and she stops him and she's like why don't you hurry on home to your family Hal and leave us alone like you're like just telling him to go home and basically like be a actual father or she's gonna tell yeah she also says that she's won't tell Betty but he needs to hurry home before she changes her mind and I was like damn um, then Veronica goes and talks to Mayor McCoy and is like, so my parents are mad at you. <laughs> um, and she explains the plan and she's like, we're going to expose, like, we're going to like, my parents want you out of office. And Mayor McCoy is like, well, anything that they like release will blow back on them too. And then Veronica's like, um, not really, girly. <laughs> You're having an affair um and then Mary is like oh shit they know how long do I have yeah Veronica thinks that she should just tell um herself to basically uh negate any power that they have over over her so um then we see Betty and Jughead going to drown the car in I don't know some lake of some sort um and Jughead says that Norman Bates made it look so easy because it looks like (laughs) it looks like the car is not gonna like go fully under right away but then it does and then Betty also throws the phone in the water yeah um, then Mayor McQuay goes on TV um, to resign as mayor and Josie stands behind her while she's doing it and Josie just slays in this like she's wearing like a long uh, sleepless v-neck black dress it's very slimming it looks so good on her and she's sitting like or no she's standing next to the chair that Sierra is sitting on and just like putting one hand on the corner of the chair just like standing proud so good for Josie um then we see uh uh Hiram and um Hermione watching the resignation video and they're like huh like it's interesting that she resigned right before we were about to blow up her affair Veronica and Hiram asks straight up like did you warn her and Veronica just says no no (laughs) It was so good. Um, also, then during this, like while they're watching TV, they're like, "Why did she resign before we even blew up her affair?" And Veronica is like, "Well, now you don't have to release that because that would be cruel." And it was just like, "Okay, girl, that would be cruel intentions." It'd be cruel intentions. It was giving cruel <laughs> intentions. I've noted that. Anyways, um, so then Chick answers the door. Um, and it's Hal, and he's like, Allison Batty aren't here. Hal, please leave. And Hal's like, Well, this is still my house. Um, so he forces his way in. Um, 
and is like terrorizing Chuck the house. Fun. Uh, Cheryl talks to Betty at school, and Betty's like, "Oh, I gotta go." But then Cheryl's like, "No, this is because Chick texts her that her dad is at their house," and Cheryl's like, "Wait, no, this is about Hal," um, and tells. <laughs> basically tells you know everything we know and then hal at home hal is like interrogating her and chick when betty gets home and he's yelling at chick and betty is like you better stop and you better leave us alone because if not i'm gonna tell alice about penelope and uh like Hal is very sussed out by the whole situation is like it smells like bleach like what's going on like the the, the lamp is missing the rug um, is missing all the shit is missing and he's like you guys are hiding something and Betty honestly this was a good Betty moment she was like um actually when you're hiding something you think other people are hiding something and you're the one hiding something <laughs> got him it's not a great Betty moment, though. Hal's like, what happened to the rug? And she says, mom sent it out to be cleaned. Who <laughs> mails it? Whatever. Anyways. Um, I also need to note that during this whole scene, Betty is wearing another horrendously ugly sweater. <laughs> like, What? did lily reinhardt do to the stylists to make them hate her she is so beautiful that haters were just like we're gonna make you not dress good that's why they make her wear her hair in a ponytail every single goddamn episode like <laughs> let lily reinhardt be hot anyways she's wearing like a zigzag horizontal striped sweater um in its earth tones like just exclusively earth tones and then on the right shoulder there's like a giant ass bow thing it's so ugly goddamn like asymmetrical bows like <laughs> stop it <laughs> um anyways hal eventually decides to leave and I think it's important to note that Chick thanks her for getting Hal out of there. And she says she did it for Alice, not for him. Yeah, bitch. Um, oh, we see Archie goes to Hiram and tells him that the FBI had approached him and tells him about Agent Adams and that the cutest moment in the scene was when Archie was like they gave me a bug but I smashed it with a hammer <laughs> like I don't know that was just so adorable to me I'm like okay Archie um and he says that the FBI won't stop until he gives something up on Hiram and like says that he even they even came to his dad um to try to get to him and he's hoping that Hiram will somehow help his dad um get out of the situation yeah, and Hiram agrees, uh, and he's like, "This isn't my first time dealing with the FBI. Give me twenty four hours." <laughs> it's like, damn. Um, and at one point, Hiram's like, "I'll take care of Agent Adams," and she's like, "You're not going to." And Hiram's like, "No, I'm not going to murder an FBI agent." Good to know, you know, it's a little comfort. Anyways, um, then Betty tells Alice that Hal stopped by. Um, and she's like, we're in over our heads in this whole situation. Like, it's going to go south so fast. Um, and in this, she reveals the information about the car and how Jughead helped her hide it. And Alice is mad that she got Jughead in on this. And Betty's like, no, that's not the point. The point is we need help. <laughs> like, we can't do this alone. And then Alice is like, well, we can't go to the police. But he's like, no, bitch, I meant FP. Play FP. Another great, well, maybe not a great FP episode. But to me he did come in because he comes in slays he digs this giant hole for the body puts like these chemical pellets of some sort in presumably to dissolve the body yeah um yeah it's lime fun fact i was a chem miner um wow i'm glad you know what chemicals to dissolve a body oh you would know that you know <laughs> i would not um anyways so fp's like i'm not gonna let you make the same mistakes i did with jason and i was like oh, okay 
Kind yes. of romantic. Learning, we learned. Um, You're cute. Anyways, um, Archie answers the door. See, here's some knocking, and it's Andre. Uh, and Andre says they need to go for a drive because the boss wants to see him. Um, and then in the car, Archie notices they missed the turn to go to the Pembroke, and he's like, um, where are we going? Uh, and Andre says that they're going somewhat more private and scenic. Hmm. Then we see Betty, Alice, and Jughead waiting for FP at Pops. And FP says that in a week, the body will be nothing. There'll be nothing left. And um, Alice says sorry for getting like Jughead involved in this. And FP says that they need to protect their own and that the circle ends here. So they can't tell anyone except them four. Which I'm like, this is one of the first in- instances, and I'm this will come up later, but low key. Alice and Betty are like double dating with a father and son, which like that's not great. FP literally grabs Alice's hand at one point and it's like very your kids are dating. Like I get they have history, so I'm like, I don't know who has the right to be like that real couple, but I don't think you should both be couples. No. Anyway, we see Chick sitting by the fire and he takes a family photo out of the photo album and cuts Hal out of the picture, but leaves Polly in, which I thought was kind of nice. Yeah. Um, in the last scene, we see Archie is like in the woods, like they're driving through the woods. Um and Andre's like, okay, here's where the boss is. And dot, 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 it's Hermione. Okay, Hermione (laughs) turns around and Archie is gagged. And Hermione, honestly, this whole scene, like, crew that she got her bachelor's degree in cantology, like, at (laughs) specializing in motherological studies from Servington University, like, it all happened. Yes. She says that there is um, a code of silence that um, like the worst crime is to snitch. And Archie's like, I'm not a snitch. And she says that she knows this because Agent Adams isn't real. It's one of their associates. That was just playing Archie this whole time, which again, must say, insane gaslighting grooming technique right there. And next level. Next level. It's in, it's honestly work. Like you're going to go to that level. It was creative. It was innovative. It has never been done before. It was pushing the field forward, honestly. Um do you think like uh high room and papa poutine sit down and they're like so like what how do you get your grunts like what grooming methods are you using oh wow um anyways so she reveals that archie did in fact pass the test um and then to end the episode she says welcome to the family archie Ooh! Wow! It was this, so good. It was such a good was scene. Do don't do you think Archie's like a little bit like oh shit? Because like she's been getting real close to Hiram, and if Hermione is like secretly in charge, I guess we don't really know that for sure. All we really le- learned is that Andre is like not. Is it Capo? Is not. Uh, Hiram's capo it he's like Hermione's because he calls her the boss it definitely reveals that Hermione has more power than Hiram either thinks or is willing to make public knowledge like she's definitely pulling more strings behind the scenes than they like let people know yes yes so did 
was Hiram in on the Agent Adams thing, right? I think so. Together, right? Okay. She says Hiram and I like hired him. I think. Yeah. Okay. Um. But Um, then he's like, he's one of my capos, and I'm like, oh, Hermione, have you have hmm. your own? (laughs) If I was Archie right now, I would be like, (laughs) he's gotta have a moment where he's like okay, what the fuck did I get myself into? Like, this is, I knew it was intense, but this is so much more than I thought. And, like, you want to be attached to the number one person, and if there's any question on who the number one person is, that's kind of, like, that's a little rough. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I feel like dating Veronica, like, Hermione just generally seems like she's less willing to be stupid for Veronica than Hiram is very true so that's like, definitely his weakness yeah so like her having significantly more power than he thought like could potentially expose Archie to danger that he wasn't anticipating but you know Archie's not thinking about that because he's Archie yeah no he's kind of dumb <laughs> he's not thinking that far ahead um what was your outfit of the episode okay I think we all know um my outfit was uh, actually Agent Adam's fit because it's so rare to get a mail serve in this show. Okay, slay, we slay. We have to congratulate where we see them. I will, ugh, I'm going to choose Cheryl's archery outfit. That was just, it was very put together. It was a very Cheryl slay. What was your uh, quote of the episode? My quote of the episode not the strongest ever in terms of quotes but I really did I'm just gonna go with the one that made me actually laugh out loud which was FP saying see you in the funny pages (laughs) (laughs) got him mine was 100% um Betty saying uh um I hate to break it to you mom but drug dealers still have families (laughs) that was also to you wait it was so funny. I was like, why? You know? Why, why are we saying it like this? Hate to break it to you. Hate to break it to you, mom. But drug dealers also have families. <laughs> it was just so good. Um, okay. Um, well, we're doing Agent Adams for Kinsey Scale. So I just got to think about this for a second. I got to think about this. Because now we know we have more insight into his character. I know. Okay. I, th- I I have mine. So we're doing Kinsey scale, which is the heterosexuality to homosexuality scale from zero to six. For all of our characters, this episode is Mr. Agent Arthur Adams. Probably not Agent. Probably just Arthur Adams. I don't think he I has don't think Arthur's title. His, I, I don't think Arthur Adams is his real name. Let's all be honest here. <laughs> okay. The... <laughs> the man by the alias of Agent Adams. <laughs> Let's say. You ready? Yeah, I think I am. Okay. One, two, three. Okay. Oh, okay. We're close. We're close. We're okay, so, so close. I, I said three and Evan said four. You can start. Okay. Um, so first of all, the outfit. Let's all be honest here. Um, second working for Hermione like I just know for some reason she loves a gay and she's gonna hire them um exclusively interacts with men other than Hermione gay um (laughs) yeah that's where I'm going with that that's all I got he I I agree the reason well I don't I feel like I rarely give threes and I feel like he could be like uh you know like in the middle man who who knows Um, he's in the mob so he's not straight gay let's be honest here but sorry i should make that clear he's not what he's not like pure gay that's why he's not that's why he's not a sex Uh, he's yeah he's still only four okay um (laughs) yes i think three because i believe that hermione's uh copos might (laughs) 
uh, having sexual relations with her might be kind of an entry level thing for that. Um, and he is hot, so like I could see that being a thing. And I feel like there was like something there, so I would say that plus. But he does seem definitely at least sort of gay. The outfits, something about like him just approaching Fred. I was like, that's bold. I I'm operating under the assumption that Fred is like a six. So. <laughs> you just have to move forward with me on that one. Have we done Fred yet? I don't know that we have. We need um, to. Let me see. Let me see the list. Um. No, we have not done Fred. Oh my god. Okay. Well, we need to do Fred and Mary. Not this episode. We can't. Yeah, not Mary yet. But um. Not yet. Not Mary yeah, yet. So I don't know. A three, four. I think we're pretty much aligned on this one. Yeah, um, I think we are. Great work. Shout out. Shout out to Agent Adams. Um, Agent Adams. Shout out to FP this episode. Pizza. When do we get FP and Fred back together? Like I don't know. <laughs> I need them to interact again. It's been a drought, and it's not been great. Yeah, man. We were talking about at brunch yesterday don't ask we were talking about brokeback mountain of course of course as we all are <laughs> and i honestly did not immediately think of uh fred and fp but then watching this episode after that conversation i was like gosh we could have had a real good life archie's dad <laughs> let them have a real good life that's how riverdale should end um except i think that oh i mean yeah he's dead huh yeah, um, that way. Oh no. I'm sorry. I think he I think uh, Luke Perry would want Fred and FP to end up together. I yes. think he would. I think he would. I agree. <laughs> I don't know anything about him, but I'm gonna choose to believe that. Anyway. Anyways. Have um, a good night, America. You can uh reach out to us let us know what your thoughts are on the episode we'd love to hear from you um hear what your favorite iconic fits of the episode or your favorite quotes of the episode are you can reach out to us at um cheryl's b words at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at cheryl's bitches or find us on instagram at cheryl's bitches and tiktok at cheryl's bitches as well so um that is cheryl's b words at gmail.com if you want to send us an email and cheryl's bitches on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check us out, please.